bloody murder about the events that transpired on December the 2nd. But where I come from, life isn't fair, and complaining, bitching, and moaning is largely a waste of time. This is an unforgiving sport in an unforgiving world, and sometimes you are on the bad end of a bad deal. And when that happens, sometimes all you can do is endure, grit your teeth, and take it on the chin. But when that happens, you plant your feet firmly in the ground. You stare down that adversity, and you don't back down an inch. So no, I ain't going anywhere. But what to do with Kenny Omega and that guy he's hanging around with that looks like a used car salesman? See, for me, I see things in black and white, and I have a zero-tolerance policy for shitty people. So an appropriate response tonight in my book would be to run down Kenny and that asshole and beat them both to a bloody pulp with a crowbar. But tonight, the AEW World Championship is on the line. And I gave my heart and soul to protect the integrity of that championship. Tonight, Phoenix has an opportunity. He has scratched and clawed for for 13 years with reckless abandon, blood, guts, and heart the way it's supposed to be. And then it's not my right to interfere in another man's destiny, but Kenny, you are not safe, you will never be safe. Just remember, I will get even, and then some. When I do something, when I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. When I have a responsibility, I uphold it. When I make a commitment, I see it through. No matter how long it takes, I will forever in your blind spot, Kenny. The boogeyman will forever be lurking over your shoulder, and I promise you, I promise you, one day, you are gonna look into the eyes of the devil, and you are gonna beg for mercy when you realize you crossed the wrong guy. Wow. That needs no explanation. Up front, as always, Kenny Omega, as if he wasn't already, gentlemen, a 
marked man. He definitely means what he says, and he says what he means, and he is intense, and I believe every single word he said. Great to see Mox back. The Moxinator. The Boogeyman. Ladies and gentlemen, Dasha is standing by. She's lovely as ever with the Chuck and Orange Cassidy. Hello and welcome to the PWC's Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like bullshit in the morning. Uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jimmy T. Jimmy, how's Australia? Hot again, dude. I don't know why it always happens to be hot on the fucking Wednesday. But it fucking it's hot again, man. So fucking yeah, all good, bro. How about yourself, Chris? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm thinking that Australia is just reacting to all that dynamite in the air, you know, <laughs> making things hot down in Australia. But um, speaking of hot, we've got some hot news uh, this week. We actually have a sponsor. We sure do. We do. All right. So we have a sponsor. Our sponsor, our sponsor this week is ProWrestlingLoot.com. So, you know, for all the listeners of the PWC, check out Pro Wrestling Loot Crate. Uh, when you subscribe, not only are you getting awesome pro wrestling merch, you're also supporting the PWC. That's us. You will receive pro wrestling merchandise ranging from DVDs, t-shirts, posters, action figures, signed photos, and much more. All this from companies such as WWE, AEW, TNA, ROH, and independent companies throughout the U.S. Receive up to eight items per box, at least six pro wrestling items per box. Nothing like this before. Rare, unique wrestling items. Jimmy. I'm going to go ahead and say that of the two of us, you're the more likely one to uh, to check out these kinds of things. You're you're literally wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt right now. And I don't own anything that's wrestling merchandise other than like the WWE games. So, uh, yeah, this, this is definitely something that I'm thinking that, you know, will be more in your wheelhouse. But I'm sure excited to have this to, uh, you know, to check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what, what's going on and what they got. Oh, hey, man, they've got all sorts of shit. And you know what's even better, man? You don't even know what you're going to get. So you could get anything from autographs to figurines to whatever, man. Action figures, uh, 8x10s, you name it, you can get it. So make sure you check out ProWrestlingLoot.com for all your pro wrestling needs. Awesome, awesome. Look at us being all professional and stuff. We have... We have a sponsor, Jimmy. This is so freaking cool. We have a sponsor. <laughs> it is cool, man. It's hey, we're moving on up in the world, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right. Well, all right. So let's get into it. Um, before we get into the show, I'm just going to tell you, yes, this was recorded on January 6, 2021. No, <laughs> we're not going to cover everything that's happening in D.C. right now because I hate you all and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> You know what? Let's just save it for the rational rage tomorrow. Make Absolutely. sure to Spiro Spiro will cover this and he will talk, you know, he'll 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 give this exactly the kind of effort that it <laughs> needs. I just don't have the effort to give this kind of garbage. I'm I'm so tired of everybody with their craziness. Stop it. Oh, it is crazy, dude. And and I and I get what you're saying, but like I said, tune into the rational rage tomorrow because our boy Spiro will be covering all about that shit, man. And heck, I think I'm a guest on his show too. So you'll be hearing from me as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, good luck with that. I will just say that, you know, for the record, 
Um, this happened literally a day after America beat Canada for gold medal at the World Junior Hockey Championships. Oh, so my guess is that someone in America sold their soul or something. <laughs> and you know what's happening in DC right now is the is the recompense because I literally have no other explanation for how Team USA beat Canada at the World Junior Championships. I'm just gonna leave that right there. Dude, <laughs> how the fuck did Canada lose to the States in hockey, even under 17? Should, should Canada be worried? Are the juniors better in America than they are in Canada, dude? What's going on? No, I mean, so listen, Team Canada had 19 first rounders. I mean, I, like I know, the, I know everybody in the in the states right now who's a who's a hockey fan is is like you know doing the old like meme voice of like <laughs> they have nineteen first rounders. But like, no, seriously, they do. Um, no, the the basically what happened was we you know Canada got outplayed, and that's just the way it happens sometimes, and especially with the young players, like with the World Juniors. Um, you know, when you're watching a hockey game, even even games between bad teams there's rarely huge defensive lapses or problems. There might be one or two real breakdowns in an entire game. Whereas in the world juniors, even though these are the best juniors in the world, you might see 20 to 30 uh, major defensive breakdowns uh, that, you know, actually impact the game. And uh, yeah, you know what, honestly, my honest opinion is I'm glad whenever someone other than us wins a gold medal at the world juniors, um, you know, not that I want to go years and years where Canada doesn't win. You know, that never happens anyway. I mean, you know, it is our game. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but actually, I but actually, like literally, man, you can you know you can check back on my Facebook feed and stuff. Like, I root for other teams winning. Like, if Germany wins a game, like I think they they made their first medal round this year, and that's a big deal. Like, it's they've never made the medal round before in the World Junior Championship, and. Uh, I would really love to see them win, you know, win a medal at some point, you know, I'd love to see Japan make the A tournament, you know, anytime the game Japan. is growing, it's good. Anytime the game is growing, it's good, you know, so when America wins a, a gold medal, I, you know, I, I'll push back a little bit with my little Canadian pride or whatever, <laughs> but for the most part, my reaction is to just say, is, is, is to, is to actually just sort of feel like, you know, good, the game's growing, you know, maybe some, maybe there's some kid in America who watched that the other night and they're going to be a huge hockey fan. And, you know, maybe six years from now they make the NHL and they're a superstar. So congratulations team USA. Just giving you a hard time. Well, before we get into wrestling, right. Hey man, the, the States are fucking pretty good at hockey, man. And he, heck, even Germany is oh, pretty decent. Germany is actually pretty decent. They've got a few players in the NHL. I mean, you've got Russia as well. I mean, you've got Sweden. Yeah, Finland. There's, Finland, that's right. There's there's a lot of actually good teams. Look out for Melbourne Ice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they they're not they're not they're not fucking you know NHL worthy or anything like that. But hey, we've got a nice hockey league here, believe it or not, dude. You know, it's funny is I actually literally read an article on the Melbourne Ice in the Hockey News, which no is shit. like a Canadian hockey. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's basically like the Bible of of hockey news. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually just read a thing on him like maybe a month or two ago. So shout out to the Melbourne Ice and literally anywhere we were playing hockey, um, you know, we in Canada salute you. Well, guess what, dude? There's one Australian player that's won a Stanley Cup, believe it or not. He, yeah. And he scored too. Remember. He scored in the finals as well, man. 
Uh, I forgot his fucking name though. So don't, don't hold me to his name. Yeah, I can't remember either. But I remember, I remember when he lifted the cup. The people on the announce team were like, "Yo, know, this is the first Australian to win a Stanley Cup," and it was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, that's it, and he scored too. But uh, mind you, I think it was he played for the Washington Capitals. I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. When did they win the Stanley Cup? It was a few years ago now. Yeah, two seasons ago. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Like it was not in... two seasons ago, but like three. I get you. Know you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's ago. like it's like you know 2000, 2001. I get you. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. yeah, it was during he was he was playing for Washington. I'm pretty sure, and it's when they won the Stanley Cup is when he won the Stanley Cup. But fucked if I remember his name. So, but Melbourne Ice, shout out to Melbourne Ice. <laughs> Hey, and whoever that Australian guy was that won the Stanley Cup, and whoever that Aussie dude was, <laughs> congratulations, bro! At least you've won a Stanley Cup and you scored. I want to say though, would you believe I can ice skate? <laughs> well, that's fantastic, and yes, I would believe it because <laughs> I've been to different places in the world, and lots of people learn how to ice skate, which is. It always makes me feel a little weird when I see that in tropical places, but I'm always happy. Well, get this, dude. I never used to want a rollerblade, right? You know, every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry around here would fucking, you know, blade with their rollerblades, right? And for some reason, I just never felt comfortable with rollerblades, right? But on the ice, man, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It seemed a lot easier for me, even though I did a fucking mad fucking stack, dude. I literally ripped my skin off my, like, the back of my arm here, and it was just peeling off, like, peeled. It was nice, man, thanks to the ice, but I didn't actually feel the thing, but... I, I love ice hockey, man. Coming from Australia, I actually love it, man. And 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 I'm a Blackhawks fan, and I've been a Blackhawks fan for years, dude. You might be surprised with my with my hockey knowledge, man. Even though I can't tell you who that Aussie dude was. <laughs> yep, uh, Australians and and ice hockey, wonderful. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I've seen it. I've actually seen it when I've been in in the, on. The, a vacation in mexico too where there's some places where they actually have like ice skating rinks which every single time i see it i get a little tripped out but you yeah. know it's good hey they're around bro like i said we got a league here man and there's been a few canadians and americans that have played here so no one fucking of note but melbourne ice is definitely probably the best team in in australia i, I say when it comes to hockey here but anyway we're really good at field hockey but who gives a shit about field hockey right Except for when the absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely nobody. Uh, but let's you know, let's let's you know, let's give Melbourne Ice their their credit. They are you know, like you said, probably the best the best team in Australia. But uh, starting off dynamite tonight is uh, the quote unquote best team in the world, and I say quote unquote because I don't agree with that assessment at all. Um, but it's the uh, the Young Bucks, and they're out here with uh, SCU to take on TH two and the acclaimed. Right, I mean, what can you say about this match? It's your typical fucking clusterfuck of a tag match, bro. Uh, the, okay, yeah. So the match starts off uh, with just a bunch of stupid shit. There's people doing flips, and there's people doing jumps over the top, and there's a big, you know, everybody's brawling, and then people are standing around clustering together like quails. Um, again, <laughs> quails, not coils. Weird Quails. Um, <laughs> the bird, the bird. <laughs> uh, I did laugh at one point here, uh, and and Helico uh, slapped on a submission, and 
Mascondido or whatever the fuck his name is, called it something in Spanish. I have no idea what he said, but literally JR reacting with a what <laughs> just made me laugh. I loved it. The guy was like, oh, it's a zinc. And then JR was like, what? Man, I love it. I love grumpy old Jr. on on commentary. Well, well, that makes two of us. But what what the fuck is up with Excalibur always having to be fucking so like, you know? Why does he have to say everything in fucking Spanish for man? And and makes it seem like it's so fucking exotic. Every move is like an exotic motherfucking move. You know what I mean? Like come it's a on, pandemic man. in pro wrestling, man. I've seen I've seen a pile driver given like twelve different names. Oh, it's a fucking pile driver. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Seriously, it, it's starting to really fucking. Do you do you think someone actually sits there and tells him to fucking commentate that way? Do you think TK's like saying to Excalibur, "Nah, man, call it a fucking Tope Suicida and and book a look of fucking moonsault"? <laughs> like fucking, <laughs> come on, man! Like fucking, oh, hell, man. at first it was cool when I first heard him say that shit, but fuck, after a whole year of fucking Tope Suicida. I just want to shoot the guy. <laughs> I mean, really, or at least just rip his mask off and, and oh. make him not do commentary. Uh, but uh, but Jericho tonight uh, made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> he was doing a stew impersonation where he said, tough son of a bitch. And JR literally replied with, yes, stew. Yeah, and I've heard that. <laughs> that was cool, man. <laughs> and then I yeah, played awesome. uh, a lock on his on his arm and I bend him back. I can't do it properly right now, but but man, Jericho, <laughs> what, what's what's that fucking uh, what's that uh, that WWE comedic fucking show called again? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where Jericho was uh, on the blah, 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 the Southern something? I can't remember. Oh man. Anyway, Jericho is fucking basically playing that part. He's basically that character that he does in that show on commentary, bro. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah, I can see it. He definitely comes across as extra uh, sometimes, but uh, I don't know. He, he had some pretty good calls that I'll get into again later tonight, <laughs> but for sure, sometimes he definitely comes across as like, dude, settle the fuck down. <laughs> no doubt. But you know what? Yeah. Like today he actually did amuse me, man. I mean, other times he kind of like done my head in a little bit, but this time he was kind of entertaining and uh, he was good, man. He was all right. Yeah, he's all right. Um, so I, I literally have written down here. The commentary is better than the match. Um, I literally, so here, here are my actual like notes from the rest of this match. God, I hate this style. I really can't enjoy this. Botches galore. I just hate this. I'd rather argue about protests on Facebook <laughs> right now. Daniel oh, gets the geez. pin. Fuck this match. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, the rest of my notes for this for this absolute clusterfuck. I can't listen. I like Kazarian, right? And I like Daniels. I think that those guys are actually exceptionally good wrestlers. I think that these guys, you know, these are a couple of guys who they came along just at the wrong time and they just have never really gotten the the opportunity to shine, you know, in their in their primes. And I think that they're both great wrestlers. I, I have nothing but respect for them. I think that the acclaimed and I think that H2O or THQ or whatever the fuck those guys are called. Um, I think that they're talented wrestlers. I think that the young bucks have a ton of charisma, but all of this flip floppy fly shit just 
fuck off with it, man. I can't stand it. Watching Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson or whichever one is the little one with the scruffy beard, watching him literally do a spear is like, bro, you weigh like 106 pounds. You can't spear anybody. And you know what, dude? He's actually leaned out a lot more than he used to be too, man. So he's even skinnier now, but he looks all right. Look, he's, he's in better shape than his brother, in my opinion. And I'm talking about Matt Jackson. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I can't take some of the offense seriously. And um, I don't know, man, I'm still waiting to really see a really great young bucks match. Cause at this point I see a lot of really, really fast stuff where they're moving quickly. <laughs> um, but nothing that looks good to me. I, I just, I don't like it. It just, it looks like, and everything that they do looks like it's been choreographed, which is not what wrestling is supposed to look like. I'm sorry. Just not. Well, it's a box match, dude. Everything has got a fucking pattern to it. You know what I mean? You could just tell the it, way they would have like written out the match. I'll do a super kick, then jump on the top of the rope, do a fucking moonsault, then a 450 splash, then another super kick, then jump off the rope, and then we do a tandem fucking splash and then super kick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it's it's basically that, man. I mean if you've seen one fucking Bucks match, you've pretty much seen them all, unfortunately, bro. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I've I've seen more than my share. I, I could not watch another Young Bucks match and be perfectly happy with my life. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, moving on, we've got uh, we've got Moxley. He comes out for an in-ring promo. Uh, it's a good tough guy promo. Uh, he's not going to bitch and complain. He just wants to get back to the top and beat the crap out of Kenny. And quote that used cars salesman he's <laughs> hanging around with. That made me laugh. Um, yeah, I mean Moxley's. What can you say about Moxley? It's great on the mic. He, I, 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 you know, last, you know, on the the last week we did that uh, that year in review thing, and I called him my, you know, my wrestler of the year. Um, and I think he out twenty twenty one. You know, same way. Lots of fire in this promo, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't. I mean, what what else is it to say about Moxie's promo? It was it was a good promo, and there's nothing yeah. more to say about that. I mean, you know what I mean? Yep. So speaking of good promos, uh, the next thing that we have on the show is that um, Chuck and Orange Cassidy. And I'm just kidding. This is not a good promo. Chuck and Orange Cassidy are uh, beginning an interview, but they don't get more than a couple words out, and Miro interrupts with. Uh, oh, I love this. The one, two, three kid. What's it? Kip Sabian. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Chuck asks for a match with Miro. Uh, Miro says, if you lose, you have to be my young boy. And Chuck accepts. <laughs> I. Okay. Explain. Okay. So you're going to have to explain because I'm not, you know me. I, I don't watch a, a lot of Japanese wrestling. What the fuck is a young boy? Oh, uh, he's referring to uh, a young lion, which which basically means uh, like a rookie, man. You, you're doing an apprenticeship. See, the way it works in Japan, when you're a young lion, you're pretty much a young lion for the whole year, and then you get sent to excursion overseas. So they'll send you off to England, Mexico, Australia, America, Canada, wherever, right? They'll send you off there literally for a whole year, in that promotion so that young lion ends up going on excursion because they call it excursion and he will uh, you know he'll learn everything overseas they make you that this is what i love about the way japanese take their pro wrestling dude they literally make 
make them learn every style. And then when they come back, no shit, they're a seasoned star and veteran already. Like, it's hard to explain, mm. dude. So I assume that's what he was referring to. But what I love the it's most... It's not all that hard to explain in an excursion. I mean, that's yeah. that's the way that pro wrestling used to work. I mean, you know, you know Bret Hart went over to Puerto Rico and right. England. And, you right, know. right. And Japan. Yeah. And yeah. he'd done a lot of fucking runs in Japan too. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's very needed in professional wrestling. And this is why I love Japanese wrestling, dude. Because, and hey, if you want to check out an awesome event, check out Wrestle Kingdom 15, especially the first night. That was magnificent. That Okada versus Offspring match. My God. <laughs> I'll tell you now, that was, that's already like set the fucking, the scale so high that it's, pretty much already the match of the year in 2021 even though we just started but i'll tell you now that will be up there towards the end of the year mark my words all right cool but what i marked but what i wanted to mention i felt like chuck actually destroyed fucking miro in his promo dude he made miro look like a fool bro i mean they both look pretty foolish i don't I don't, I don't see anything in Chuck at all. I don't like his promo style. I don't like his wrestling style. I don't like his look. I don't like the way he works. Um, uh, and Miro, I don't know if, like, I used to blame WWE for the way that things worked out with Miro. And the more I'm seeing him in AEW, maybe he just doesn't fucking get what he's supposed to be like. Well, you heard him, uh, you know, there was a bit of a fan backlash, I think, last week or the week before on social media towards Miro and Miro came out and basically said, I get paid a lot of money. So it's all good. I'm happy. But weren't you fucking bitching about your fucking shit go in WWE? Wasn't he fucking bitching about that shit? I mean, yeah. So then now he's cool with fucking getting served shit. I guess so. Or the, or he's just convinced that, being a video game player who dresses <clears throat> like a fucking well a, like a russian from 1997 <laughs> um you know then maybe that's going to get him over i don't think it's going to get him over well i thought i, I could have sworn tony khan said that uh 2021 was going to be a massive year for miro well it's 2021 tk and you're still doing the same shit my man so it's either you fucking do something with this guy or fuck it. Let's just squash him. Who cares? He's getting paid well, yeah, apparently. I mean, so I mean, look, we'll see where it goes, right? And I mean, listen, like I know before anybody fucking ats me with the, oh, there's so <laughs> many gamers in the world. I fucking know that, you jackass. Yeah, we're gamers too. My point man. is, shit. yeah, my point is that that's not the way to look cool in a fucking fight. That's right. not the way that you fucking get over in combat sports. That's like... <sighs> I agree. I, I agree oh, 100%. Man. I mean, like I said, man, I fucking love video games, man. I fucking, I've always have. I've grown up on them. But I'm not a professional wrestler, all right? I don't have to fucking kayfabe anybody. You know what I'm saying? So No. It is what it is. And it's like, dude, if you, like, okay, you want to get into the, the video games. You really love video games. You want to do video games on, on Twitch and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But, I mean, why the fuck is that your gimmick? People are like, oh, there's millions of people who blah, blah, blah. There's millions of people who visit who visit bush fucking gardens every year, too. <laughs> but anybody who has the fucking, you know, 
I, I'm really a plant gimmick is going to be fucking drown faster than fucking, well, Miro in a shark tank. It, it, like, fuck, man. Grow up. Figure it out. Grow the fuck up. It's simple. Figure it out. Like you said, Chris. I mean, fuck. Grow the fuck up, dude. Oh, man. Okay. So from one, from one monster who has apparently no idea how the fuck to get over to two monsters who I have at least a little more fucking faith in. Uh, the next match here is uh, is Hager and Wardlow. And um, I got to say, Jimmy, I liked this match. Me this too. was a good wrestling match. It was actually surprisingly decent. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Heck, man, I was even surprised with the outcome. But it was the right call, I think, though. I think you're right, and I think that it pushes the, the story further, which... I mean, you know me. I, I like I like my matches to look like the, I like my wrestling to look like you know it's 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 physical and it's a competition. And this match did that very well. I will say, like this looked like two big bulls just hammering at each other the whole time that this match lasted. Um, and you know, I feel like Swagger gets or Hager, sorry. <laughs> I feel like he gets gassed, and you can sort of see him breathing heavy a lot in matches. But it actually fit quite, quite well in this particular match. Because, I mean, what would you expect to happen when two giant motherfuckers are going at each other? They're going to get tired. This is not like fighting Phoenix if you're 300 pounds. Sorry, Phoenix. You're great. But you're, you're tiny. <laughs> um, tell me about it. He really looked tiny tonight. But anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, continue on. We will. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I liked that, uh, Hager kept going for the submissions. Uh, he actually locked in like a, an arm triangle at one point, uh, which, you know, he's, he does MMA. So, I mean, this right. is something that you would expect to see from a guy like that. So I loved that, uh, Wardlow landed a swanton here and usually I'm against the big guys going up top, but he did it so quickly and so smoothly that it, it didn't take me out of the match. Um, it just looked super fucking impressive for a dude that size to do it. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like, you know, we were talking last week Brock about Lesner. Sean O'Hare. Okay. Sean O'Hare. He kind of reminds me of Brock Lesnar too. Yeah, but, but Sean O'Hare is way more elegant though, if you get my drift. Like, he could do one oh, yeah, time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just, he was very elegant with his shit. But, but you know the only the only gripe I do have about uh, swag, I mean fucking uh, Hager, Hager, not going over is the fact that he's a legit shoot fucking MMA fighter. You know what I mean? And I know, don't get me wrong, Wardlow is a young fucking bull, man. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? And I agree yeah. with with the win tonight that he got right. But but the thing is, how many matches has Swagger actually had in AEW? I, I could have yeah, sworn, not, not many at not all. Many. You can count it on one hand, I feel like, right? That I can mm -hmm. fucking remember. And how many wins has he even had? I can't even tell you. The point is, he hardly wrestles, right? And when he does, mm -hmm. he's going to lose. I mean, at least Wardlow gets some wins, you know what I mean? Even he doesn't wrestle that often, but has been more so in recent times, you know? Yep. I think you're right. I think that Hagger def. I, I think they need to rehab Hager a little bit, but I think that, um, like, again, I think that in terms of storytelling, it tells the right story. Cause if you're, 
if you're the guy who's, you know, the underdog and you lose, there's not really a super interesting story to tell there. Unless, you know, unless you get really into it and you can do a really great sell, like, you know, Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement. But that's not Wardlow, right? Wardlow's no, not at no. that point. <laughs> no way. He's not, he's not small enough or weak <laughs> enough or whatever to, you know, to really get that across. Um, so, but anyway, I, I feel like having the, the underdog win generally allows for the story of, you know, the, uh, the favorite to basically come back with a more interesting story of like, how did I lose and how can I fix this? Okay. So, then, then who's the baby, who's the baby facing this then? Is it, is it fucking Hagar or I feel like, um, I feel like well, Wardlow is more the, the baby face. Right. So I felt like that too, but after the backstage here, um, where MJF basically came in and said, you know, I know you feel like a loser, you know, and you looked like a loser out there, but you're not a loser. Like, <laughs> I fucking love MJF and his backhanded ass compliments. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, but it did seem like, you know, uh, they're pushing it as Hager being more of the face. Right. Um, and it was fine. Yeah. Well, let's move on anyway, man. Yeah, let's move on. Um, Hardy Party is up next. Mm. And uh, Hardy Party brought the gin. And Snoop Dogg brought the juice. <laughs> oh, God. So Snoop <laughs> came out and basically stood there kind of half dancing while Matt did a little skit about being like a sleazy manager kind of thing. <laughs> God. I, I love Snoop, but this was fucking weird. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the SNWP, right? But wasn't he meant to be on commentary tonight? I mean, he the, he could have done a lot of stuff that he didn't do, and he he did a lot of stuff that he couldn't do, and uh, oh, yeah, God. we'll we'll, oh, we'll save that. Oh, we'll we'll save that. Right, but oh just God, what, I just want to say, but didn't they announce him that he was going to be a special guest commentator? I could have sworn that's what they said last week or the week before. Yeah, I don't remember. AEW is weird and do ridiculous things yeah I, I have nothing for this i don't i don't remember what how they announced him just just that they announced him and the wwe got mad yeah. like a bunch of little girls apparently I, but yeah <laughs> grow up vince <laughs> god let's move on chris yeah moving on here okay so the next thing is something that absolutely fucking annoyed me for about 20 different fucking reasons so cage and darby come out for a uh for a pre-match weigh-in before next week so i have some questions and um just wait until i'm done and then and then you know maybe i'll repeat them and see if you have any answers for me so one is there a weight limit Two, is there a point in a weigh-in if there's no weight limit? Three, who fucking cares? Three, four, are they weighing in for a fight a week before the fucking fight? Jesus Christ, man. I wish I could have gotten that when I was fucking boxing. I would have fucking bulked up like a motherfucker. I could have fought at like six fucking weight classes lower if you gave me a week to fucking eat back up. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, to answer your question, isn't this the company that fucking was saying all along that wins and losses actually fucking matter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we see where that's gone. So apparently now they're doing weigh-ins because apparently there's a weight limit, even though there's no clear cruiserweight division, light heavyweight division, junior heavyweight division. Sure. 
most of the roster look like they're from all those divisions. But is there an <laughs> actual fucking division that states 120 fucking pounds and under? You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, the point of doing a weigh-in is so that people weigh in at the proper fucking weight limit. See, in boxing, right, you have such a thing as like, you know, middleweight, which is 160 pounds. So before a fight, and this is like 36 hours before the fight or 12 hours before the fight, depending on where you're, on where you're having the fight, the fighters have to weigh 160 pounds in order to be eligible to have the fight. Now, but here we are one um, week before, right? <laughs> Here we are a week before. Do you have any idea how much a proper fucking fighter could bulk the fuck up in a week? Chris, Holy please. shit, Jimmy. Chris, don't talk logic. Not when you fucking talk logic and the fucking company AEW in the same breath, dude. I mean, come on. I mean, like I said, man, we're, 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 I didn't know there was weight divisions in this company. Apparently, there's weight divisions or not. Oh, no. And we're just weighing in for the fuck of it. Maybe anyway, it's a- Cage. <laughs> anyway, Cage is two hundred and seventy-two pounds. Allen is one hundred and seventy pounds. Which Jesus Christ, bullshit. don't fucking bring that up. Don't tell me that. Don't tell the audience that. Fucking pretend for God's sakes well, that he's one hundred and ninety pounds at least. I mean, Jesus fuck. You know what that means, right, Chris? You know who's going over. Don't fuck no. You know, I, no. I already know who's going over, and I was fucking retarded. <laughs> you know, dude. So, uh, Brian Cage was it? Is it Brian Cage against fucking uh, Darby Allen? Was it? Yeah, Meth Sting and Brian Cage. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? You can kiss your career goodbye, Cage. You're done and dusted, my man. Good riddance. Yeah. Get the fuck off yeah. our TV screen, please. Yeah, you're definitely going under here. So um, I don't know. Maybe enjoy NXT. I don't know. Um, oh, please. He wouldn't even last a second in NXT. I wouldn't even want him to be there. Heck, even okay. Vince would be like, well, oh, he's a genetic jackhammer. But then but then, he just can't wrestle, dude. I don't care if he can do fucking flippy shit and being, you know, he's, you know what's funny, dude? We're taller than Brian Cage, both of us. Do you know how tall that motherfucker yeah, is? Yeah, I know. He's pretty short. Yeah. He's short, dude. I spun out. I was like, no. <laughs> like he's dude, he's like five foot eight. <laughs> is he really that short? I I'm, thought he was like five ten anyway. I kid you not. I, even if he's five ten, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, he's pretty short, but he looks like a fucking monster next to um Meth Sting. Anyway, Meth Sting cuts a crap promo. Um like he's really aggressively bad at cutting promos. I, I, I thought for, you know, a guy this size, if he's at least got a look and a promo, you can get him over, but he's this size. He can't fucking talk. Like the one thing he seems to be able to do is sell in the ring, which is great. I mean, that's a good skill to have. That's something to start off of, but you gotta, you gotta be able to do everything else. And he is bad, like aggressively bad in this promo. I don't know if he's just had an off night or what. Anyway, he starts a fight. Uh, team Taz basically talk a little bit so that they can stall so that the lights go out, you know, uh, and then um, the heels, of course, powder out because Sting and Darby Allen are more tough than five heels. What can I tell you, Chris? I mean, this company is bipolar. And can I ask, Sting spoke last week, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Oh no, he didn't. Wait, wait, did he? I can't even nope, remember. Dude. He didn't, but then he did the AEW podcast where he was where he was just, you know, a lovely, lovely man. Okay, I missed that. Well then if he did do that, right? Well then here we go again with the inconsistent inconsistency of, of Sting being booked. One week he's talking, one week he's not, one week he is, one week he's not. So this week he's not talking again, right? Well, next week he's talking, Chris. Yep, because that's the way to book Sting. Oh, and wasn't this honestly TK? Go fuck yourself at this point. <laughs> I stop booking if you're. You, oh God, like there's TK. so many good things on this show. There's so many bad things on this show, man. You you really got to get somebody to fucking rein you in or something. TK, just like what my co-host just said, go fuck yourself. All right. Yeah. God. Please move on, Chris. All right. So uh, Marco Stunt is backstage. He's given a promo. He gets interrupted by FTR. FTR call him out on being really short and <laughs> obviously not a threat. Uh, so he says he's going to take uh, Luchasaurus' spot next week, and it's going to be Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy against FTR. And, I mean, God, please don't allow that to be a competitive match. Like, <laughs> let Jungle Boy get some – listen – Jungle Boy's got like something, right? He's 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 he he's the son of a super famous father. Uh, he's <laughs> got some charisma of his own. He really does. Um, you know, let him get some shine in this match. But basically, this needs to be like a four minute match where FTR just completely annihilate Marco Stunt. I'm sorry, Chris, but unfortunately, that's not what we're going to get next week, bro. As much as I agree with you, bro, we ain't getting that shit. Actually, I'm hearing that Jungle Boy is going to go on a singles run soon, so they might lose. There might be some sort of tension next week where FTR causes a bit of friction amongst the mm -hmm. fucking uh, Jurassic Express because I'm hearing he's going to debut a new uh, theme, I think, next week. So something's going on there. But either way, you know it's going to be a competitive match and it's going to be some sort of screwy finish if they're going for a singles run with Jungle Boy. So... Pfft. Look, man, I'm all for breaking these fools up. But, yeah, you're right. They should go over strong, but you know they won't, bro. They just won't. Yeah. <clears throat> of course not, because fuck logic. Fuck you know, logic. I, I can't help but wonder, like, how come these guys don't have to do a weigh-in? Because, I, I, like, <laughs> I am positive that the weight difference between Marco Stunt and FTR is, like, at least the same as the difference between Darby Allen and fucking Brian Cage. Like, don't talk logic, my friend. <laughs> logic and AEW yeah. just don't go. You know what I mean? It's like oil and water, bro. It just doesn't. Yeah, mesh. fuck logic. <laughs> fuck logic, bro. Fuck you, logic. you can't look at this damn fucking company and show with logic because if you did, you'd just end, end up headbutting the damn wall. So you just can't put logic and AEW in the same sentence, bro. Good call. All right. So coming up next, uh, we've got another match. It's Matt Seidel versus Cody Rhodes. Um, Can't wait for this one. Yeah. All right. So Cody Rhodes gets the whole, like every pyro technique that they could have possibly gotten in Florida at that moment uh, coming <laughs> off for, <laughs> for his entrance. Oh. Um, his, uh, blah, 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 blah. he comes out <laughs> with us uh, with a Snoop remix of his intro. Cause that's how, cool uh cody rhodes is um you know we got the creeps with cody bro we got you know <laughs> you can oh, throw yeah. your c's up bro you can throw your c's up because it's cody 
You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, fucking crip walk it up out this <laughs> motherfucker. Um, Man, can I just say, who the fuck again about Cody? I just want to say, look at this motherfucker get Snoop in his motherfucking entrance. I've said it for the last three weeks, but if this motherfucker could suck his own fucking butt, he, he fucking would, bro. All right, because look at this guy. Talk about trying to get yourself over, bro. Like, fuck me. Seriously, man. I, oh, <laughs> it was it was egregious today. Um, <sighs> it, I mean, it's always bad, but it's egregious today. It's getting um, worse so basically, every week. It's getting worse, bro. It it really is. Um, I actually didn't mind this match. I thought that the match was was pretty okay. Um, I love Matt Seidel. I love that he's incorporated like more of a um, high flyer slash submission specialist uh, into his game, which I think is a, a relatively unique um, twist on things. So I like that. Um, Cody's Cody in this match. I mean, there's no, he, he's not like Cody's not a bad wrestler. Like he no. works just fine. He's, he's, right. a, he's a solid hand in there. Right. He's, <laughs> solid you know, hand. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a solid B plus player uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, hey, here we come but yeah um i, I will say this uh, at one point he slapped on a quote-unquote sharpshooter hmm. um and uh oh, was it a JR scorpion very, deathlock <laughs> yeah jr very um you know was very nice to him in calling it a verified uh, uh um sorry not a verified a modified sharpshooter uh, which translates as a garbage sharpshooter because he didn't even sit back. What are you doing? Why are you standing there? You're literally just standing there with a person's legs wrapped around your leg. It's very clear to see that doesn't fucking hurt, you moron. The whole fucking point of the sharpshooter is so that you sit down and then hurt the person's fucking back. It is a back move. It is meant to focus on it, the back. Exactly. It's meant it to very fuck your back up. It's very clear that it doesn't fucking hurt a back if you're just standing there half bent over like a fucking idiot Jesus Christ, I fucking hate when people do this. Fuck dude, off. <laughs> dude, having been in the fucking sharpshooter myself, I can tell you firsthand that it fucking hurts. But this sloppy motherfucking shit that we're seeing, if you're not going to apply it properly, don't fucking do it at all, man. That's just my... Honestly, my just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't fucking do it because it, it fucking stinks, especially when Cody's doing it. Fuck that shit. Get the fuck off now yeah okay um other than that <laughs> other than that the match was pretty all right uh at one point here cody missed punching uh Seidel and punched serpentico who i've never seen before and don't ever want to see again um <laughs> that basically that was left alone for a little bit here they went back into the ring uh cody keeps going up to the top he keeps missing the stuff from his top so obviously that's kind of the story here is that cody's a little bit out of his element and obviously matt seidel is you know a good high flyer um i i really thought that this was a, a legitimately fun match like i said aside from the sharpshooter which was just god don't Precious. do that um <laughs> yeah. yeah don't do it if you're not going to do it right um it's fine. You don't have to do it. It's not a spot that you need to fucking pull out. Right. Um, other than that, I actually thought that this was a really good match, so I'm not going to shit on it too much. Uh, Cody goes over with the crossroads. Um, and then Luther, who is a super old dude, I guess, and uh, Serpentico, who's 
some dude in a mask. Uh, they, they they came out and attack, uh, but they're obviously just the goon squad because even though they got the the jump on the faces, the faces were able to just sort of beat the crap out of them. And then, uh, I mean, I I don't even I don't even know how to fucking call what happened next. Um, <laughs> this is the best said thing Snoop, of the match, dude. <laughs> They said that Snoop hit him with a splash, but uh, oh, that was I uh, didn't see that. You got it wrong. It wasn't a splash; it was a splizzle. All right, a splizzle, a fucking splizzle from the top rope, and it was the most awkward splizzle I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen, dude. The guy fucking, if I, you know the term shitting yourself, uh huh. Well, Snoop definitely fucking shat his fucking Dax, dude, because he couldn't. He fucking. Man, I thought he was about to trip off the top rope, man. Thank God he made it, dude. But fuck, that was the worst splizzle I've ever fucking seen in my life, dude. That that's, That's a highlight, man. I mean, hey. Hey, I'll take my head off, man. At least the guy fucking had the fucking, the nizzards to actually fucking do that shit. So fucking, why not, man? You know what I mean? He did it. It was awkward. Yeah. It was crapola. But he, <laughs> but he fucking did it, bro. He did it just. Thank God he's a lanky motherfucker. That's for sure. Yeah. And look, Snoop, we fucking love you. I can, I, I can definitely speak for Jimmy here when I say like, you know, the fucking dog father is the man um you know we're we're both big hip-hop heads which means i mean out of necessity we're fans of snoop dogg because you can't really be a hip-hop head and and not like snoop dogg so good for you um just just please don't just please don't just dude just please don't keep to the keep to the fucking you know to put the pieces to the pizzle type of shit you know what i mean stay away from fucking doing splashes off the top right please you know don't drop a lock it's hot because that shit weren't hot. That shit was fucking crap. <laughs> it was hot garbage. Oh, well, that's it. Hot garbage, just like my co-host just said. Just straight garbage. But, hey, man, he jumped off the rope. That's all I can ask. You know what I mean? Hey, he can pull off a better splash than Cody. Hmm, did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> i've never really seen him do a splash before so if i've never really seen him do a splash before then he does a better one than cody man heck i'm sure he does a better sharpshooter too i mean he might legitimately do a better sharpshooter than that one that was fucking <laughs> locked on tonight that was awful uh, i think you would accidentally do a better sharpshooter than that if you were just like told what to do you would know, okay, well, this clearly doesn't hurt anybody and it doesn't look like it hurts, hurts anybody. It has to at least look like it fucking hurts people. Never mind. I'm not getting back into this. <laughs> Cody, don't do the sharpshooter anymore. <clears throat> uh, speaking of things people should never do, um, Abaddon is out next. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> should we just... Uh... Can I just say that bitch has got one fucking ugly fucking head, dude? I mean, I wouldn't even fucking cop a gobby, <laughs> even with your fucking dick, Chris. Seriously. Like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No. I'm telling you now, dude, that, that fucking head. Like, I'm, have you seen her without makeup, bro? No, I've never seen her without makeup. Neither have I, but I don't know if I want to because... <laughs> uh, dude. 
there is no way I'd cop a fucking <laughs> a gobby off that thing, dude. One eye going this way, one eye going that way. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, at least she'd have fucking looked good in this match, right? She looked good in that, like, her as a person is attractive. But, I mean, I'm not going to say anything about this match looked good. This was an absolute fucking shit show. So, let me see if I can break this down here. It's for the AEW Women's Championship, right? Like, so this is meant to be something that we take at least semi-seriously. Um, yeah. And we start off the match with basically Abaddon. Her thing is she's trying to bite Hikaru Shida. That's what I'm getting from the start of this. Like Abaddon is some kind of a zombie. I, zombie? <laughs> I'm not. I don't. It, this was. This was just the worst kind of play wrestling I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> Here's the thing. I really want to believe in Hikaru Shida because you know I kind of like her entrance. I you know she's got a good look. Um, she's definitely an attractive person. I do like. Although I've never really watched Japanese wrestling, I have a certain amount of respect for Japanese culture. And I like that she, you know, kind of focuses on that as like part of her gimmick. That's cool. Um, but I've seen her in so many fucking matches that are just nothing but botch after botch after botch. I don't, I don't know. Like, look, help me look, here, Chris, man. To be fair to Sheeta, right? She's been fed a lot of shit in the last few weeks. Let's be, let's be honest, bro. Look at the talent she's had to wrestle lately, dude. I mean, that's accurate. Come on. I mean, give her the benefit of the doubt. I've seen Sheeta have much better fucking matches like than this one and the week before, the week before that. She's been getting fed absolute bottom-of-the-barrel talent, and I don't even know why. I don't know, but it's not just the talent she's in the ring with because the booking is completely fucking Oh, stupid. yeah, forget the booking. You know how the booking so, is, you know. I mean, no, this is like, this is aggressively bad, dude. This is not just <laughs> kind of shitty sharpshooters applied in the middle of the fucking ring stuff. Like, and you heard how fucking hot I got at that. Okay, no, this is girls trying to bite the other girl. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the spooky girl uh, grabs her and pulls her under the ring. And then there's, and then they're like, okay, we're going to go to break. No, we're not going to go to break. We're going to stay here and show you what happens. And, Oh God, why the fuck did they stay with us? Like I, at that point, I think I would have loved to have seen a fucking commercials for Denny's. Um, <laughs> I don't even like Denny's like, <laughs> fuck man. Give me something to fucking watch. Anyway, they come out, uh, Abaddon comes out and she's got her, her face is all full of blood, you know, as if like, Oh, she bit, she bit the champion. Oh no. Like, okay. So she bit her and then she <laughs> just left her under there. Like no big deal. Like that's all I wanted. I just wanted to bite her once. I didn't want to keep bite her, biting her. I don't have some. I don't have this desire to bite over and over and over again. I'm well, not some kind of zombie. I just. I, I really, at some point in this match, really wanted to bite someone and get my face full of blood one time for a minute. Maybe she wasn't hungry, Chris. Then why did she <laughs> want to bite her? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Kara Shuri comes you, out. Uh, she I told you, obviously has an AEW. Don't go. <laughs> so oh my god! Like, well, special effects in AEW don't fucking go either because Akira Shida came out with paint on her fucking neck, and we were meant to believe that that was from a bite. What bite? You just slapped some red fucking paint on her neck. Are you guys fucking serious? Do I need to spell it out? L 
O G I C. It spells logic. Don't talk logic and AEW in the same sentence, bro. I'm telling you, like, it would just piss you off. Yep. So Sheeta wins with her running knee thing, which, okay, some threat Abaddon turned out to be. Uh, my notes here to end this are, I hate this, sh- this silly shit. And then in all caps, hate. <laughs> and then fuck this match. That's pretty well. Oh, well, pretty well explains how I felt about this. <coughs> fucking hell, that's what I think. I'm about to fucking puke. Um. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Let's let's just move on because I can't. I I can't. Well, neither this can was I. Stupid. <laughs> so, uh, so next up, we've got the ladies of the Dark Order. So it's uh, Taya Conti and uh, what's her name? Anna J. Yes, Anna J. They're cutting a promo. Um, looks like Taya Conti's going to get a NWA women's championship match next week. So that gives me something to look forward to Serena Deeb. First of all, if Serena Deeb doesn't fucking wipe the floor with this bitch, don't get me wrong. I like fucking Conti. She looks great, but that's where it stops. Yeah. She just looks great. That's it. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty much where it stops. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Fuck. But if Serena Deeb seriously does not fucking win that match and i mean in 10 seconds flat fuck it you've buried the girl man that's it you know i think i here's the thing i have the utmost respect and belief in serena deeb and i think that if she does decide to carry her she'll do a good enough job that she'll make it make sense somehow so i'm looking forward to it if not then god help this company if they screw up serena deeb that's all i'm gonna say like i said dude 10 seconds flat. I'm telling you, dude, if she does not win in 10 seconds flat, that's it. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm turning that shit off. I'm telling you because the the the, the difference in fucking <laughs> in skill is just ridiculous. But again, why is this match getting booked anyway, really? Why are you unless it's a fucking squash match uh, squash match, sorry, right? And and it's not to fucking showcase Serena Deeb. Then why is this fucking match happening? I I really really don't know. Um, I don't know why this match is happening at all. Right. And why aren't they fucking booking fucking like decent wrestlers against decent wrestlers? Are they waiting for the pay per view or? Yeah. Couldn't is- we have like Taya Conti versus Abaddon on Dark, yeah, and then right. have Deeb and Sheeta in a match like? Wouldn't that be that'd be awesome? Good. It would be great. Not just good, it'd be great. But it's AEW. And then bro. the six people who watch Dark could see Abaddon not bite someone and whatever. <sighs> Abaddon Abaddon. What the fuck does that even mean? I think I know I'm not totally sure here, but I think it might be um the name of one of the uh one of the demons of hell like beelzebub and that oh well you know what i thought it was something stupid i thought she was the don of the band abba you know maybe she's a (laughs) dancing queen she could be a dancing (laughs) fucking queen for you know right I mean, honestly, I think that might be a better gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> she should come out in a white fucking dress or something like that, you know, next time. But I mean, 
I mean, she must be a dancing queen, Chris. I mean, what more can you say about Abba Don? She must be. Shout out to my sister, by the way, whose initials <laughs> spell Abba, A-B-B-A. <laughs> Shout out to Chris's sister. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, God, this this whole fucking segment just completely derailed me because I fucking hate this garbage so much. This, this was This was like, okay, like this was WWE bad. And it was I'm sorry, worse. it I'm, was worse. I'm going WWE there. Bad. I'm telling you, it was even worse in WWE bad, dude. It was. <sighs> I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. At least, at least in WWE, they've got great women, <laughs> like pretty much all around. I mean, there's a there's probably two or two that can't really wrestle for shit, but at least most of them are great workers. You know, this right here though, this shit right here, right. It's, it's like oof. you can't yeah. even wash fucking Abaddon's fucking muff with fucking fan fresh and it'll still fucking sting. I mean, stink, should I say? <laughs> Not sting. Actually, it probably would sting. It might too. still sting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might still sting, but it will definitely stink. Oh, God. Okay, so let's just get into the fucking main event because I do not want to talk about Abaddon for any longer than I fucking have to. Um, I don't even... The, the thing is, like, I don't even... Like, here's the thing. When I when I get mad and I say some shit about a Cody match or his fucking entrance being drawn out or I say some shit about the Young Bucks and the way that they're working, the reason why I feel like it's okay to have a little bit of oomph, a little bit of gusto when I say it is because I feel like those guys actually have something worth pushing them towards no, I, agree. I have absolutely I agree. zero fucking faith that abaddon has anything whatsoever this was just bad and i have no idea how this could ever be anything well, other than completely fucking bad well before we move on i just want to say tk if you don't book abaddon with the song dancing queen as her entrance you're a fucking idiot seriously She's she wants to be your dancing queen, bro. Just do it for her, please. Dude, at this point, you need to put dancing queen at the end of this fucking podcast. Don't tempt me, dude. I'll do it. I swear I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> let's Christ. get into the fucking main event already. Uh, so it's Phoenix and Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Um, I was looking forward to this match uh, from last week when they uh, when they announced it. How about you, bud? What were you thinking? I was definitely looking forward to this match, and I knew it was going to be a doozy. The only problem I had with this match is we all fucking... If you couldn't see that Kenny was going to win this match... It was just a pointless title match. Did it really need to be for the title? Because the thing is, it's so fucking obvious he was never going to lose it anyway. Yeah, I don't mind the quote-unquote obligatory title defenses sometimes because I feel like if you don't have some defenses, if you're not, if you don't make it mean something every once in a while, then the title sort of loses interest. Like, I get you. Until recently, until recently, really, like with Sami Zayn, can you tell me who was the Intercontinental Champion before Sami Zayn? I believe it was Nakamura, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Because yeah, I literally sure. <laughs> don't fucking know. I, I don't sure. know because that title meant fucking nothing for like a year and a half. <sighs> like the Intercontinental Championship. 
Dude, the fucking workers title. Let me tell you something, right? I know you probably I don't know if you're a fan of Shinsuke, right? But uh if you watch his new Japan shit, bro, my god. This is a guy in real life that had heat with Brock Lesnar while in Japan. Look into that. Dude, Nakamura was a whole was on a whole different level in New Japan. He was fucking awesome, dude. I mean awesome. <laughs> And then he came to WB, which he had an awesome run in NXT. Let's not even go on his main roster run. The point is, you said you couldn't even remember, and that's unfortunate because Shinsuke Nakamura is a fucking talent, bro. I guess absolutely hugely talented. He he's too Japanesey for fucking for Vince McMahonesey or some shit. I I don't know, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean he discriminates though because he loves Oscar. I don't even understand what she's saying, but I love it. So, yeah, fuck, it is what it is. But let's just continue on about the Kenny and fucking uh, Ray Phoenix match. What a fucking great sure, match it so, was. I mean, what a match, dude. What a fucking match. So they start off with some really great athleticism from both guys. Uh, you can tell that they're working really hard. They go outside. Uh, Kenny lands a snapdragon on the outside. That looked like it fucking hurt. I don't. I don't care. Man, Phoenix, God bless you, dude. Was it just me, or was there some sort of heat between these two? Because Phoenix was going hard on fucking Kenny at first, dude. Like, I mean, he, he was going hard, bro. He was, but I feel like I mean, isn't that isn't strong style the whole Japanese thing? Like, aren't, aren't yeah. isn't that the whole point? Right. I mean, yeah, but Phoenix is not technically, you know, he's a luchador. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to fight the style of the guy he's in there. Oh, with, no right? doubt. I mean, you're, you're, when you're fighting the world champion, you kind of have to ask him, like, hey, what are we doing tonight? Kind of thing. So, um, anyway, that Snapdragon looked fucking absolutely devastating. Uh, Phoenix, uh, you know, he, he did, he did a lot of the same sort of stuff that Phoenix does, but, uh, every time he does it, you're just like, Jesus, how the fuck, man? Like you were talking about how nervous Snoop looked on the fucking <laughs> rope. Like he didn't even want to fucking stand up there. This guy's fucking bouncing off of <laughs> one onto the other and going from one corner to the other corner by walking across. And it's like, man, this kid has incredible fucking body control. Like he's really, a, really great. He's a great talent, bro. Like, there's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? And the thing that puts him ahead of Pentagon, and I'm not saying he's better than Pentagon because I prefer Pentagon by a mile. But the one thing that he does have over Pentagon is that he can speak English, whereas mm -hmm. Pentagon seems to not be able to speak English. You know what I mean? He's always cutting promos in Spanish. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, look, man, the only thing... Did Kenny look like a fucking huge motherfucker compared to Phoenix tonight, or, or was I seeing things? Oh, no, he looked really, really big in comparison. Yeah. Well, get this. Kenny's like 5'10", 5'11", yeah? Shoot fucking height, right? Yeah. And so that makes Ray Phoenix, what, 5'6"? Because <laughs> not only did he yeah. look fucking short, right, compared to Kenny, <clears throat> excuse me, but Kenny looked fucking way heavier too, bro. Like... I've seen them two wrestle plenty of times in the past, but I could have, I could have sworn it was never that drastic of a difference. But now, man, I don't know if Kenny's on the B twelve, but that motherfucker is looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like he has put on some pounds. He's I definitely feel like he is trying to be a little bit bigger. Oh no doubt. Um, He's always done that. That's his uh, sort of re 
regime, like what he does, like depending on his on style of matches, like if you ever watch any of his uh, documentaries, he pretty much says that uh, if he's going to have like a long sort of endurance type of match, he will lean down a little bit so he can have more stamina. Whereas if he's oh, going to yeah. be in sort of like fast paced, but not so long matches, he'll bulk up. So he bulks up and gets leaner depending on what type of matches he's got coming up. So pay attention to that. He's always done that. You'll notice that he will lean out or or gain weight, or should I say gain muscle. Well, that's that's an impressive dedication to your craft because that kind of thing can be really hard to do. No doubt about it. And that's why, like I said, man, you know me, bro. I'm a Kenny Mark. I don't care what the haters say. I really am a Kenny Mark. He's fucking – when he's great, he's fucking great. And to me – I told you, man, I look forward to every Kenny match because in ring, that guy is a beast, bro. I mean, like, you know, I haven't, I, I've been saying for a while now that I haven't really seen the really great Kenny match yet. You I haven't, did, like, bro. I called, you haven't. But, but tonight was really good. Um, his win against Moxley was really good. Um, I felt like that finals in the tournament between him and Hangman was really good. I've seen some really good stuff out of him and you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to accept the idea that he's this excellent, excellent, you know, ace of the in-ring work, but I still kind of need to see it from him. I'm telling you now, you'll never see a real bad match out of Kenny. That guy, no matter who's in the, who, no matter who he's in the ring with, he makes them look great. He makes himself look great. I mean, dude, I know you've heard about the seven-star Carter V fucking Kenny matches, but, dude, they're must-sees. You have to see him. But even him against Naito, man, I could point out so many fucking matches. Dude, the guy, the guy, I know, the, you know, the, he used that Monica fucking best belt machine too loosely, but I truly believe that guy right now in today's professional wrestling is the best in-ring worker in all of wrestling like that's just my opinion you can hate me if you want you can say i'm a goof because he's a goof and he's got that spaghetti hair whatever bro it's not the point man i saw this guy come up and yeah he's on cruise control right now but i'm telling you man when he fucking puts his foot down bro there is no one fucking better and i'm and i hope you see it dude I really do, man. I hope you do see it. That's why it was important. If you followed his Japanese fucking run, the guy was on another fucking level, man. And I hate to put Melter over, and I'm not saying that was seven-star matches, all right, because that's implying that his matches were the best fucking ever in all of professional wrestling. Dude, it's not the best fucking match I've ever seen, right? But his matches... I always look forward to it, man. That's all I'm saying. Always do. He never really lets you down with that. He's slowly becoming the cleaner. Let's just hope he full-blown becomes the cleaner, you know? And it seems to be leading that way. Right on. Well, anyway, um, he's good enough in the ring that I definitely, like, I look forward to his matches. So it's not like I'm saying he's no good in the ring or anything. I'm not, I'm not fucking crazy. I'm not implying something completely out of out of left field. Um, although, hey, I mean, some people think that I'm crazy for what I say about the Bucks, and I really don't <laughs> like their wrestling matches. Um, but Kenny Omega is is exciting enough. He's had enough really good matches that I'm more than willing to come along on the ride and and hopefully get to see something really, truly great at some point. Um, in the meantime, let's get back to the match. Um, 
at one point here, Phoenix uh, lands a tope, and he went like sprinting from one end of the uh, one end of the ring to the other. This was not a slow. Hey, could you catch me when I come through the ropes? <laughs> that tope please? I'm going to try not to hurt you. He dude, was trying was to vicious. fucking kill him with that tope. <laughs> that it was, was good. Vicious, bro. Like that was vicious, man. You're talking about the spot where we he forced Kenny into the guardrail, right? Yes. That was fucking seriously. That's how you do a tope suicida, fucking kids. The way he fucking did that shit. Or oh, maybe it was a bit too stiff because that guy went full blown. Boom, straight into him, dude. Like, I mean, man. It was straight up fucking awesome pro wrestling where you're like, holy shit, that that didn't look good. (laughs) Yeah, I love that shit, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Like, to me, these guys, it looked like a real in-ring competition. Like you say, Chris, did it not? Exactly, exactly what I thought at that moment was, hey, look, it looks like. You know, this Mexican guy's, you know, <laughs> trying to hurt the other guy. What a, what a he fucking did. He really did, dude. That's what I was saying. Was it some sort of heat? Because, damn, did Kenny fucking say something about his mama? Because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, did you see Phoenix's fucking chest? That was red raw, bro. Yeah, dude, they were both laying the chops in. <clears throat> they were. Stiff in this match. And that's the thing, man. Kenny's matches are always snug, bro. Like, they're very snug. He loves it snug, man. Like, I don't know, man. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Uh, there was a moment during the picture in picture that I found to be really, really funny. And I actually rewound it and not funny, like not so much funny, but maybe just, I loved it because it sort of highlighted a little bit of like, like what we've been saying about AEW for the longest time. So there's a moment, again, this is during the picture in picture where Phoenix kind of rolls Kenny back into the ring and he goes for the pin. And his legs are under the ropes. Like they're not like all the way under the ropes, but, but you could tell like his foot was underneath the rope. Right. right. And, uh, Aubrey Edwards to her credit. Now it was clear. This was not supposed to be like a part of the fucking gag because he literally, after this happened, he just rolled him over a little bit and went for the pin again to sort of redo the spot. But anyway, he goes for the, for the pin and Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards to her credit points at his feet and says, I can't count. And I was just like, thank fucking God for fundamentals. I, I like that kind of shit. Like for all of what we've been saying about Phoenix and I do like, I love Phoenix. He's him and his brother are one of my favorite tag teams. They're great and everything, but I mean, fucking fundamentals guys, like right. there are simple rules in pro wrestling that you need to follow. And if you don't know how to fucking incorporate them into your match, then you're to me, then to me, you're still a rookie. Like, <laughs> this is a rookie mistake. Don't make that fucking mistake. You know, thank God it was during the picture picture in picture. So everybody will say, Oh, it doesn't even matter, but it matters. Don't do that. And, um, yeah, like I'm not trying to shit on Phoenix or anything, but I love that Aubrey Edwards was like, I'm not counting your foot's under the rope. <laughs> well, someone gives a fuck about the, under, uh, about the fundamentals, right? Yeah. It's just too bad. It's the goddamn referees. <laughs> Uh, anyway speaking of this yeah yeah speaking of fundamentals i I just okay there's there's another spot in this match and uh it was not cute like i i found this moment in picture in picture in picture to be kind of cute right i was like okay like there's just somebody reminding a guy hey like fundamentals let's get this right but uh there was another part in here where i just was not impressed at all and it actually really 
really pissed me off to the point where it took me a couple of minutes to get back into the ring or get back into the match. So Omega hits him with one of those knee strike things. What are they called? V-triggers? Yeah, right? V-trigger, right. Yep, yep. So he hits him with a standing V-trigger. He no-sells, kips oh, up, yeah, hits the, the super up. kick, and then they both double down. Yeah. Look, it was kind of cool, right? But really, it, it all did all the way back off to Mexico with that. It, shit. <laughs> it did piss me off though, because who the fuck knows sells a V trigger like that? Like, I mean, V trigger, keep up, and it's like nothing happened. <laughs> and then the double down, right? Look, I, that's not how it works. It's not how your body works. It's not how your body works, right? But look, just for the sake of like, just for television, it looked great, right? But that don't mean I agree with it. That was fucking atrocious, but it looked good. Don't get me wrong. But you should never fucking no-sell a V-trigger like that. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. it was garbage. Anyway, it, they got me back into the into the match because they're both really, really good workers. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, this was crap because there was one bad fucking section it's the same thing with the cody match i thought the match was good they just i he fucked up the sharpshooter and it pissed me off and i wanted <laughs> to fucking talk about it but anyway um there's a point here sort of right before the finish here where phoenix counters the one-winged angel with a poison rana uh i like that spot i'm guessing as somebody who hasn't really watched a lot of kenny's stuff that that's sort of a a, a relatively common uh way of countering the one-winged angel because of the position but i, I just yeah. i liked it here i thought it was a cool spot it was. It was cool. Look, man, this match was fucking great. But then it, this match got even greater. Let's this, this, this be real here. Because uh, bu 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 Bullet Club for life, it seems. Finally, we get an impact fucking invasion. And I knew this was going to happen. I had a feeling. I even called it. I'm like, there's got to be an impact invasion here. Because otherwise, what's the fucking point, right? And who was it? It was the good fucking brothers, bro. <laughs> it hey, was man. the good brothers. So, so anyway, good. Kenny goes over with the one-winged angel. Um, the match was awesome with the exception of that fucking double-down spot. I, I really liked Jericho talking about Winnipeg so much tonight yeah, on fucking yeah, commentary. <laughs> Obviously, being from here, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so anyway, Moxley comes in. He attacks Kenny afterwards. Uh, and then the good brothers come in and attack him. Uh, I do have written down here, finally, an advancement of the story, right? Um, which is a legitimate advancement of the, of the whole AEW versus Impact story, which we literally had said, you know, on the year-end awards, this was like a, our big worry on this gimmick was, are they going to keep moving with it or is this it? Like, is it just Kenny goes to TNA for a couple of weeks and has a match? But no, <laughs> it like looks like, yeah. Kenny goes to yeah, TNA. That, <laughs> Kenny's going on another excursion. <laughs> um, anyway, no. Uh, so the Good Brothers are in. It's like I said. It's it's a good advancement. The AEW Geek Squad basically get beaten <laughs> down by the Bullet Club. Just a bunch of people try to come in. I couldn't really identify anybody except for Pillman Jr. Oh um, yeah, you know I thought that was a fan at first, bro. I thought that was a fan <laughs> that jumped over the fucking guardrails, and then I realized he's fucking mullet, and I'm like, oh shit. That's fucking Brian <laughs> Pillman Jr. And that's bad, dude. You don't run in the ring looking like a fucking fanboy. Like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not It was not great, but it was a good, strong look for the Bullet Club here. 
It did, um, bro. It looked they looked fucking great. And I hate to say it, but I'm a Bucks fan again, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I did. So listen, I like the angle, right? I and I like the fact that the Bucks came in and there was some confusion about what was happening. I think that there's still confusion about what's what's happening. It's not like uh, it's not like it was super clear how do, it went do, off. Do I'm going to tell you something because you don't watch Japan, right? I'll give you a little funny fact, right? Right now. <laughs> Right, you know when Kenny says about collecting all the belts, right? It's not a, just yep. about himself collecting all the t world titles and shit. It's about the whole club, bro. Like right now, we've got you've heard of God, right? Yeah, the Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah. Right, right. They're the IWGP World Tag Team Champions right now, right? You've got okay. the Bucks that are also the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And then you've got the good fellas who are the fucking TNA slash Impact heavyweight champions, tag champions, sorry, right? Yeah, uh, right. And you've also got Kenny, who's the champ, right? You've got fucking Kote Ibushi, who's the IWGP world champion as well, right? Who holds two belts, aka the Golden Elite. And yeah. uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few others, but the point is, right, the whole Bullet Club right now from from coast to coast from japan to fucking to to the states except for in uh in wwe it doesn't look like the the club's doing too well i don't know if finn Balor won today or not but if he did well he's the nxt world champion so you know do you see the little trend that's been happening right now oh yeah for sure yeah it's a bunch of bullet club guys going over now i thought coda wasn't in the bullet club and that was kind of part of the story with the golden lover no, no he well I wouldn't call him Bullet Club, but he was part of the elite per se, but they were called the Golden uh, Elite. They were called the Golden Elite, which was the Bucks, Kota, and uh, and Kenny. So them together okay. were the Golden Elite. But, uh, but also, Kota was like, uh, how can I say, he was kind of like cool with Bullet Club, but he didn't trust him. Does that make sense? He was only cool with them because yeah. Kenny was, you know, it's Kenny's group, right? And the Bucks yeah. and shit. But other than that, like, yeah, like, dude, I'm hoping if this doesn't lead to a fucking, if this doesn't go with New Japan joining, and it probably won't happen, right? Because I'm fucking wishful thinking, right? But if it's not going that route, God damn it, man. <laughs> dude. Like, seriously, right now, I'm pretty pumped. I've always been a Bullet Club mark. I'm not going to lie. I've been a Bullet Club mark since fucking the Prince Devitt days. And you know what I mean? That's why I'm wearing it, dude. I'm wearing it right now. So, Bullet Club for life, bro. <laughs> yep. No, for sure, man. It's awesome. And Like I said, I, I'm still not a fan of the Bucks, but I definitely liked the way that this angle came across, and I'm looking forward to what happens next with the angle. So, I mean, again, like this show was pretty bipolar for me. It was pretty up and down. There was definitely some moments where I was just like, fuck off. The Young Bucks match to start off with, I was bad. The Abaddon shit was fucking grade school. <laughs> um, I mean, literally, like just fucking paint on the fucking side of the neck. What do you, anyway, it doesn't matter. And um, I just want to say that Carl Anderson's punches to Moxley looked fucking great, dude they did they you know what i like i like the good brothers i think me those guys too bro those work. guys really are one of the best tag teams in the fucking world i don't i don't understand how WWE, or more specifically fucking video mac right 
doesn't fucking see the talent in these guys. I mean, okay, I get it. He's always going to be festive to fucking Vince, right? You know what I mean? Once once that happens, that's it. I he's festive. Get over it. I know. That's it. Get over it, man. Or maybe he's aces and eights too much too. Or wasn't he part of Punk's fucking, fucking group as well with Serena Deeb, I believe, too? Was it Serena Deeb? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. With a shaved so, head. Right, right. It was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it is what it is. But the good brothers, of, they're a modern day and eight. Don't fucking kill me, fucking fanboys, because I'm a Hall and Nash mark. All right. I didn't care if Nash has got five fucking moves of doom. All right. The guy was fucking over. He was, a, he was one of the biggest stars ever in professional wrestling. Eat shit and like it. All right. That's the truth. It's just, it is what it is. But they're kind of a modern day version of Hall and Nash, but more like a poor man's version, I'll say. But that doesn't mean yeah, that's I, a bad I, I thing. I can see it. Yeah, that's not I a bad thing. You know what I mean? You've got Gallows, who's more like your Nash, but like a slightly retarded version. And you've got <laughs> and you've got Carl Anderson, who's kind of your wannabe Scott Hall, just a less cooler version. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that don't mean they're not cool. great. Yeah, no. they just It just shows how much machismo was oozing out of scott hall you know you get my drift that guy that guy oh, dude cool, yeah dude. i mean hall and nash are guys who are i mean they're one of a kind talents you're, that's never, what I'm gonna see, you're never gonna see guys exactly like that again but i like i agree that like the, that's the that's the role that the good brothers play in professional wrestling today they are this era's hall and nash they not are. not really just are. because not just because of physical you know whatever or they do the two sweet symbol but that's they are the really cool, you know, tandem of guys who can sell something. I, right. Like, I personally feel like they're the, I don't think they're the best tag team in the world, but I feel like they're the biggest tag team in the world, if that makes sense. I get you. And and look, like I said, they're not the best tag team in the world, but when it comes to team, I think they're the best team in the world. And when I say team, I'm talking, they're great friends. They're close. Okay, I know the Bucks are brothers and you got other brothers, right? But them two, like, as two dudes, they just, they're, they're, they're perfect together, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Gallows and Anderson since they got together. I was never the biggest Gallows fan. Anderson's an OG Bullet Club member who was actually one of the leaders, per se. Um, man, I just hope... Look, fuck it. Throw in hang Hangman as well now. Bring him in. Fuck the Dark Order. Hey, actually, did we even see any Dark Order tonight? Uh, yeah, Ty Conti and Anna Jay were talking. Oh, and then yeah, the, yeah, yeah, right. The the tag team of Silver and whoever the fuck is tag team uh -huh. partner or whatever were there. But we didn't really see I don't mean that major. disrespectfully. I, lit I legitimately yeah. can't remember that guy's name. I well, apparently, if you've, been, if you've been watching Dark, which I haven't, right, and I'm sure you haven't no. either, I've, I've noticed Junior, Brody Lee Junior, is uh, getting a bit of a run, yeah? Or should I call him the minus one, whatever the fuck he's called? Negative one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, negative one. <laughs> That's right, negative one. And speaking of negative, that little motherfucker is doing the little fucking, uh, the little snake jobs on AEW too. He's fucking <laughs> popping up. <laughs> he's popping up in WWE as well, the little cocksucker. <laughs> I better not say Man, that. Man, he's... Hey man, you know you get a chance to shine. You got to fucking shine, right? Hey man, and you know what his what his mum come out and said? She had to fucking write a statement saying, 
Stop it, AEW and WWE fans. We don't, ha they don't hate each other. The wrestlers don't hate each other. Why do you have to hate each other? Why can't we just be one community, one together? We're professional wrestling. And just because he signed with AEW, he technically won't be fucking signed for real till he turns 18. So now he can do whatever he wants in WWE. Rah, rah, rah. Whatever. Whatever. I get it. I get it. But yeah, he's a little yeah. snake, that fucking, uh, what was it again? Negative one? Negative one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I hope TK gets a little fucking uh, irked by it because, heck. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure it's, it's 100% fine. They're, you know, you're oh. just trying to do a good thing by a kid who's dead. Of who's course. Dead. Of course. But, hey, did you notice TK fucking flexing about what he's done for that family, bro? Last, Like from last week all the way till this week? That guy is fucking bragging, bro. What do you need to brag it about? It's a little bit like Oprah, where like <laughs> you got a really car. Nice Everyone's things. got a car. He'll do really nice things as long as there's a video camera there to, to show it to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I thought by doing nice things, right? But did I say revolution? It's a revolution. <laughs> what I want to say when you do nice things, right? Am I lisping for you enough, Chris? Uh, yeah, a little is bit. It, it sounds a little bit like Mike Tyson, buddy. <laughs> no, I thought I sound like Cody. I do sound like Mike Tyson. Anyway, fucking dude, when, when, when it's a revolution, right, whatever Cody said, right, you got to fucking show that you've got the money, bro. You got to show that you do fucking the right thing for people. Yeah, you got to fucking show that shit off, bro. I'm telling you now. You got to show Can I just off. say in terms, in terms of lisping, like, Lisping? Who was the fucking asshole in the English language who decided to put an <laughs> LSP at a, you know in this fucking word? Like, maybe it was why Cody, would you do bro. that? Maybe it was but, Cody. No, like seriously, have you ever thought of that? Like the word lisp literally makes lisp. them, you know, sound fucking funny on it. Like if they would have just called it a bob or something, a people could have explained, you know, hey, a I bob. have a bob. And then you're not making fun of them because you're not actually listening to them fucking make the fucking sound wrong. Well, but because of the way that it's spelled, they literally have to say, I have a lip. Well, <laughs> why not call him a Richard instead? That way you can call him a dick. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, things that wouldn't make them, you know, have to make that sound. So, sorry. Anyway. Uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, I kind of, am I lisping enough for you there, uh, Chris? Do I sound a bit on the... Uh, do I sound a, do I sound a bit on the queer side? Um, yes, I'm I'm now slightly uncomfortable with this conversation. So we're going to leave it there. Um, next week looks like it's another big week of, a, of AEW Dynamite, and we will be here on the skirmish to cover everything. Hopefully, we don't see Abaddon anymore, and if anybody slaps on a sharpshooter, they sit the fuck down. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and you can catch me next week lisping all the way till Dynamite. So, uh, was that it, Chris? Is there anything else to cover? I think that's pretty much it. Um, everybody stop storming buildings that you don't belong in. Stop <laughs> blowing up things. Stop shooting each other. It's not stop cool. Lisping. I don't want to have to have this conversation constantly. <laughs> well, I just want to fucking say, catch us on the fucking rationalragenetwork.podbean.com and make sure you fucking subscribe, motherfuckers, all right? Stop just pressing play. How about you subscribe too? And also, 
Remember to check out WrestlingLoot.com or else. ProWrestlingLoot.com. That's right. You better check it out. And our email, which I believe is PWC-podcast at Outlook.com. Right? Did I get that right, Chris? <laughs> I, it, I believe you, you got that right. Are you tweeting me, bro, by the camera? Too just sweet, bro. Too sweet, <laughs> Boom. <bro. laughs> too sweet, man. <laughs> when you said too sweet, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, email us anything you want, except for fucking bullshit fucking you're going to leave your fucking money to me. All right? That's nice and all, but I'm getting a lot of that crap. Please. <laughs> None of that shit. All right? Yeah. We should read those during the show, <laughs> like as if they're fucking actual like uh, like responses. So right, do, do you want me to read one email, bro? Honestly, I'll read one email. Right? Get okay, the- let's hear it. I definitely want to hear one of these emails because, like, I was you just- know, we're supposed to we're supposed we're supposed to read out the emails we get, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to to hearing this one because it sounds like it even has a bit of a international flavor. It really it actually does. Well, get this: this bitch is named Luciana. <laughs> Sanasi, right? And this is what she says. Respond to me as soon as possible. I want to have a word with you. Please contact me on this Gmail, Mrs. Quan Susan 001. I thought your name was Luciana, bitch. What the fuck is this Mrs. Quan Susan name email shit? You know what I mean? I Do you want to read that in Spanish? Uh, okay. No. Respondeme Lo antes posible, quiero habla, whatever the fuck. Contigo, <laughs> por favor, <laughs> contactame en este Gmail. All right, that's that's your Spanish fucking Spanglish Australian fucking version for you. All right, that's but, awesome. But I think that's about it, Chris. I think we should just fucking skirmish on out of here and. uh Hopefully we don't have such a bipolar fucking event next week because this was a fucking show of pretty much one match. Then everything else was not bad, but really the story of the night was pretty much the main event and what happened at the end. Oh, wait a minute. I think it's it's hard to kill on this weekend, I believe. I honestly don't know. I think it is. Did I list it again? I think it is. But anyway, enough of my list being and hard to kill. If it is, we'll cover it. So that was the fucking PWC skirmish on the Rational Rage Network. Check us out. And should I say bye, Chris, or are you going to say bye first? No, no, no. I'll, I'll say bye. Uh, pasa fuera. Um, if you're, if you're <laughs> pasa fuera. listening. It means peace out. It's not actually the proper translation. Like if you're if you're from LA, you might laugh at that because it's sort of like a Spanish thing. But yeah, <laughs> what up? pasa? Anyway, yasas in Greek, right? Ladies and gentlemen, you've witnessed history. But Kenny Omega and the Invisible Hand Don Callis going to give you something you didn't pay for. You witnessed him beat Ray Phoenix. Kenny, why don't we let them witness the end of the career of Ray? Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting uh, a message here. Apparently something terrible has happened in the back, Kenny. Can we roll?
Can we go backstage? Something's happening. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Hey, fuck that. Hey, what's Oh, my goodness. Packing pants Kingston's mom. My goodness. Kenny, this is a very unsafe environment for you. I mean, anything can happen. Phoenix, you remember that we told you that Penta wouldn't be coming for you, that Pac wouldn't be coming for you. What is coming for you is a one-winged angel into the scrap heap of history. Get him up, finish him off. Oh, come this on is now. the end. This is the end. Kuzmakov, for God's sake. Get him up. Get him Let's out of here. Let's finish him off. No mercy. Let's finish him oh, off. Oh, Let's finish him off. This is just tipped off. We've done gold. Right to the stomach. No, 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 no. John Moxley using that base, that marble bat. Don Callis hit the hills after that. Yeah. Boogeyman has gone. appeared. Good thing Callis is wearing darks. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Do you know how much it would hurt to take a barbed wire bat to the breadbasket after the match Kenny Omega just had? And Moxley looking to extract his revenge. Exact his revenge on Kenny Omega. Look, what, do we, what do we got here? What do we got here? The Good Brothers! Oh my God, it's Gallows and Anderson! Gallows and Anderson! Gallows and Anderson! Gallows and Anderson are here! They don't even work here! What is this, an impact trap? The impact tag team champions just invaded Daly's place! And they are attacking John Moxley! What the hell? Get those goons out of there! The, the Don Callis doesn't work here! Gallows and Anderson don't work here! Do we not have any security? What is going They're on? They're over the show, these guys! And they've got Moxley up! They, they, no, not the... You know how oh, the magic, magic killer! killer. Come, Come on! It's the magic killer! Anderson and Gallows! Looking like a million bucks! Tag Team Champions of Impact Wrestling! Don Callis, obviously, the, the puppet master! Hugging Kenny Omega! But what these two men have done to John Moxley is unforgivable. And can you bet your ass, Moxley's not going to forget it. I, I, I agree with you on that, JR. And nobody's coming to the aid of John Moxley. They are they too intimidated to confront these men from Impact? That's what happens when you do what Moxley does. He wants to be a lone wolf. This is the ramifications of that. Omega just barking in the ear of the former world champion, the man he stole the AEW World Championship from. As the invisible hand directs traffic. Look at Kenny, oh, blood no. all over his, over his arm and blistered chest. And with the barbed wire bat in hand. Oh, oh no! Sweet revenge! Sweet revenge! Well, I gotta agree with you, it is sweet revenge. He brought the bat in. Oh no, that's enough! He hit Kenny with it! He should, he should rip his shirt off and hit him again! And over again oh. the AEW World Champions. coming in there, Griff Garrison. Finally, somebody at the balls to go in and, and try and stop these guys, but they can't be stopped. No, I tell you what, Gallo's just too big and too mean. And everybody, the right crews, they've seen enough. Come on, good, good. Look at this. But Omega's still armed, the Marwar bat. Everybody trying to help out, and everybody has been stymied. This is a hostile takeover. Oh, this separate... up the ringside area. All these guys are Dallas powerbomb out of the tunnel. Omega with the barbed wire bat in hand. There are these Gallows and Anderson. This is 
absolute pandemonium. They got a lot of nerves showing up here after they screwed the Young Bucks, they screwed AEW, and now they're screwing John Moxley. Well, this is all the work of your good friend, the Invisible Hand, Don Cows. Absolutely. Looks like it's working, isn't it? Look at this. Whose side are you on, anyway? It doesn't matter whose side I'm on. I'm on the winning side. Look at this. I can't believe what we're seeing here. Let me remind you, none of these guys work here. Gallows, not under contract, AW. Anderson, not under contract. John Callis, not under contract. But yet they're standing in the middle of the ring like champions. They own this place tonight. For now. You made me flip the switch. You made me flip the switch. Who made him flip the switch? Moxley made him flip the switch. Oh, he was a nut already. Yeah, he's a nut that's the champion. He's your champion, Savani. Our champion, Jericho. That's right, yeah. Oh, Moxley. Moxley fighting back. Big right hand watch. He's outnumbered. You better cut Moxley's head off like a snake. He's going to keep coming back. He is outnumbered and outgunned here. Here's the Carnage Garrison. Pillman. All these unnamed Finally, yeah, finally. Come on. Young Bucks. Well, look at this. They're trying to talk reason. They're trying to talk reason. Hold on a second. This is the first time these five have been in the same ring together in years. After terrorizing New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're all back together again. The Bucks pleading with Gallows and Anderson. Where do they stand? Yeah, look at Gallows trying to be a shield in front of Kenny. Oh, oh. but Garrett! Matt Jackson just super kicked Rick Garrison! As Gallows hit Pillar with the with the die with the title! Are they on the same page here? Are we seeing the band get back together? It certainly looks that way! It looks like no, what it looks like is Matt and Nick have no idea what's going on! There's a lot of underlying stories involving this whole image. This is huge! Look at this! They're gonna do the they're gonna do the sign! This is massive! Look at this! to the rational range